We headed to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number four. Brought to you by the good folks at Collegiate Athletic Travel. Keystone Sports Network, we're going to be partnering with Collegiate Athletic Travel, offering you the opportunity to travel to Auburn this fall for the Penn State-Auburn football game, charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transport to and from the game, tailgate party at the stadium, and most importantly, you get to mingle with me and Dustin. We're going to be along for the trip, so we are really looking forward to it. Hope you are able to make the trip. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 800-788-4414 for all the information. It is quarter number four. Andrew Pichet is back in the house. And also, Andy, that means we have to announce our winner of the Ask Ross segment. Uh. And that winner, Stan from Tennessee. Stan was smart enough to add a food question into his football question. So that always works well for you. All right, Andy, uh, speaking of Ross, earlier in the show with Ross, we talked about Penn State players in the NFL draft. We also did something similar with T. Frank earlier in the week. So I wanted to take the whole Penn State football players in the draft just one step forward, which is, okay, it's fine. We talk about where they located in the NFL, what was a good fit, where they were drafted. But now comes the tough part. All these guys who moved on from Penn State to the NFL, the Nittany Lions are going to have to have to find some way to replace a lot of players, aren't they? Yeah, there's there are, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, there's some... I look at it as there's some major questions that will be at that are going to need to be asked and answered uh, when it comes to the the players that have gone on to the NFL. Definitely, um, some are more. How shall I put this? Some are more pressing questions that need answers than others, while some are more uh, stock. The cupboard has a little bit more to find answers than others, but it's always—it's just part of the DNA. But you know, looking at the holes is a good thing because there was a lot of them left this year. Well, let's let's go to the easy side. Let's start on the offensive side of the ball. Two places where they've lost people. Number one, Jahan Dotson at the wide receiver position. Uh, you know, you get. As far as quantity of receivers leaving, not a lot, but it's quality and losing Jahan Dotson. But they do have Mitchell Tinsley coming in from Western Kentucky. And next man up for wide receiver one is Parker Washington. How do you look at that? Did they Are they okay there at wide receiver? So you, I, I think they are okay at wide receiver because – the position is being developed better than it has probably at any point during James Franklin's tenure in terms of the development and the coaching they're getting at that level. I want to, you remember, so Jahan was a two-year wide receiver one guy. He, he was that guy for two years. But you remember after K.J. Handler, 
There wasn't another, like it was like, Jahan Dotson has to step up. He has to be the wide receiver one for Penn State, right? He was a wide receiver two and he filled a really good role. But you remember we would talk about during that offseason, like, is Jahan Dotson a number one? I think so. He's got some traits of it, but is he? Oh my gosh, was he? He emerged as a superstar as a wide receiver one for Penn State. I'm not saying they're looking for a superstar, but I'm just saying that when Jahan Dotson did it, there wasn't any other options. Penn State has options. Parker Washington, Keandre Lambert-Smith. We said transfer Mitchell Tinsey. Malik could be uh, uh, emerge as a standout wide receiver. There are plenty of options, and it is not a position to worry about. The question is, who will emerge as number one? Who knows? But they options is better than the last time that they were looking for a wide receiver one. They didn't have any, and that's a big difference in my book. Okay, staying on the offensive side, I said at wide receiver, they didn't lose um, quantity. They lost quality. Going to the offensive line, I'll say it's just the opposite, maybe not fair, but I don't think they lost quality, but they lost quantity. They lost essentially three starters with Rasheed Walker, Eric Wilson, Mike Miranda. How do you assess how they fill in? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't believe you brought me to the offensive line again. Don't be part of the problem. I have put my expectations for this offensive line, rightly so, I believe, in the basement. And it's addition by subtraction, which it, can it go from being a major problem in sore spot to actually something that doesn't hurt the offense? It's still a big step for the group. Can they do that? That is what I think, that is all I think they need to do to, to be able to take a step forward. It still didn't matter who was drafted, who left. It's still the biggest problem slash concern for this entire football team. And last year, the offensive line cost them victories. That is the first time that I can say that I honestly said that. It was like their biggest problem was their offense and their biggest problem on offense was their offensive line and the offense couldn't function because of it. And I will argue till I'm blue in the face that the first five games until he got hurt, Sean Clifford covered up the sins of that offense. And John Dotson, they covered up the, the, the hole in that offense, the massive hole. And when the dam broke, it just, just the water came running over. Don't be that problem. Just be something that is part of a solution. You don't even have to be outstanding. Just don't be a problem, and that's a step forward. And that is not just a hole. That is a massive dam that needs to be sealed. I'll look at it this way. They lost Walker, Wilson, Miranda, and gained, or if you will, will be filled in with Olufashanu, Landon Tangwall, Sal Warmley's coming back from injury, and Hunter Norzad is the transfer. I would make that trade 10 times out of 10. So let's move on to the defense, and we got lots to talk about there. Let's start on the defensive line. We're three out of four starters with Ibikidi, Tangelo, and uh, Jesse Lucada gone. Um, there's a lot of names to fill in. Adisa Isaac, 
transfer Damian Robinson. Hakeem Beeman will be back. Zane Durant's coming in. And P.J. Mustafer back from injury, we hope. How do you see that fill out? So I break, I break the defensive line down into ends and tackles. Like tackles, I'm the defensive tackle position, P.J. Mustafer returning and what they have. I really don't have concerns on at the defensive tackle position because before Mustafa got hurt, he was playing at an all Big Ten level. And after he got hurt, the guys that replaced him did their jobs, right? Those two of those guys are coming back. I, I feel comfortable at the defensive tackle position. Defensive end, I mean, getting, you know, Demarius Ro- Demarion Ro- Damian Robinson from Maryland. I hope I said that right. He seems to be the logical replacement for Arnold Ibikini at the defensive end spot. Defensive end is still a concern. What is Adisa Isaac coming back off a complete year of missing, you know, playing football? There is an adjustment for that, but I think the ends will be a work in progress. The tackles you should feel good about. Okay, um, let's move on. I think the place where in some ways they were hit hardest is linebacker. You lost Ellis Brooks, the guy in the middle. You lost Brandon Smith, um, who maybe made a lot of mistakes, but he was still a veteran. It would have been nice if he came back. And I'm going to throw Jesse Lucada in there into that mix because he was the fourth man, the fourth linebacker. If anyone was out, he would come in. What I'm saying by that is three of the top four linebackers are gone. You have Curtis Jacobs returning, and then as your fill-ins now, you have Jonathan Sutherland coming in from safety. Uh, you have Kobe King, Tyler Elsden in the middle, and Jamari Budin. How do you feel about linebacker? So linebacker is linebacker is something that you should be very worried about, and you touched on it. But I think the the one key component for me was that Jesse Lucada served as your major backup. At the same time, he was building himself into an NFL draft pick, making a position change to defensive end. In a pinch, if you needed a linebacker to come in and fill in snaps and and series for Penn State in 2021, it was Jesse Lucada. That is the problem that Penn State faces right now, is that Jesse had to fill that role last year pretty much. Youth is going to be served at the linebacker position. And don't forget Curtis Jacobs, the one known quantity we all know about. He's making a position change. I don't think that's a concern necessarily. I don't have a concern with it because I think the guy's really played himself into a pretty good linebacker. But what does it look like in a full-time role as compared to a limited role at a new position? Again, that's a good question, but I don't feel with the player that you're talking about. But beyond that, all those other names you mentioned, I, it's, a, it's going to be an evaluation in progress and how it looks. You're going to have some young guys. You might have some guys with a little more experience but not quite as talented. How do you mix and match them? It's Manny Diaz's toughest ask as, in 2022 as Penn State's new defensive coordinator. And he's handling linebackers, so he'll, he'll be very close to that situation. How fast? Finally, we're talking defensive backs where you lost two pretty good ones. You had Tariq Castro-Fields at cornerback. He was drafted. And the guy who I think is the biggest loss on the defensive side, Jaquan Brisker, 
who I loved. I thought he was a difference maker in games. He's gone. How do they fill those positions? So Andy? they're going to fill it with numbers at the safety position. There, there was just a certain passion and edge that Jaquan Brisker played with. It just He just stood out. That will be kind of missed. But in terms of football talent and, and what they have, I don't think you worry about the safety position, especially the way it's been developed. Jair Brown is still coming back. And then you've got three options to look. I think I think Keaton Ellis, Jalen Reed, and Zaki Wheatley all play. And don't worry about the cornerback position. It's the deepest on the roster. And Joey Porter returning. And then, you, as you said, there are several options there. Kalen King, Marquis Wilson, and don't forget Johnny Dixon is back. Andy, that is it. It goes very quickly. We've run out of time. But that is it for the show. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. In his book, Why Penn State, author Greg Woodman takes readers on a trip back in time to Happy Valley in the 1980s, a unique era of gridiron success and rapid expansion that gave our university its modern identity. Whether you're traveling down memory lane or discovering old states past for the first time, this compilation of rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews helps you explore the why behind we are. Start your journey today. Order online at whypennstate.com.